So today's scripture reading comes from Ruth. And like a true millennial, my Bible is on my phone. So uh, I'm reading from the NIV. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah, the other Ruth. After they had lived there about ten years, both Malon and Kilion also died. And Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant each of you, you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud, and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who would become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this, they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. Let us pray. God, we just ask that you reveal your truth in these words today. God, may the story of Ruth and Naomi touch our lives today as it has for centuries. God, we ask that you bless these words that are about to come out of my mouth and that you be a vessel for me this morning. God, I ask that we celebrate the mothers in our lives today, even if we define mother a little more loosely. God, we lift all this up in your name. Amen. Good morning. It is really 
good to be back in this space. I have uh, talked in this church before, uh, and I was very honored uh, that Pastor Sarah had reached out to me to fill in for her. And she had emailed me a couple days this year that she was going to be out of town. And there was a conflict for myself on the second day. So this was kind of the day I was left with. And when I noticed it was Mother's Day, I'm not going to lie, I did not respond right away. I thought, geez, am I qualified to talk about Mother's Day? I am not a mother, so I cannot relate in that sense of the word. Uh, And if you're an Enneagram fan, I'm a nine, so there's always that thought of there's got to be someone that's better for this job than me. But the more I reflected on it, the more I thought about it, no, there is a message here. So I emailed Pastor Sarah back and said, you know what, I'm down. I, I would love to speak on Mother's Day. And the more that I thought about it, the more this story of Ruth kept coming to me. And I do want to wish all of you a happy Mother's Day today. But I also know today is not a joyful day for everyone. Some of us have lost our mothers. Some of us don't have a relationship with our mothers anymore. Some of us have suffered from infertility or loss of a child. It's not joyous for everyone. So if today is a day of grieving for you, know that we honor that. We make space for that as well. And I hope that the Lord's words speak to you the same way that they spoke to me. That the word mother can be used to define a lot of different people in our lives. So let's talk about Naomi and Ruth. Naomi and Elimelech were from Judah, so they were Israelites. They prayed to God. They lived a life uh, of, of normal Israelites. But there was famine. So Elimelech got the idea, I'm going to go where there's food. That's why he left. He went to Moab. Moab was a, pag- a pagan nation. So that would have been a very strange experience for them. That's where they raised their sons. Their sons married Moab women, and that's where they had their family. When the men in the family died, that really put the women in a, a sticky situation. At the time, women would not have been respected to live on their own. And if we look at where they are in their life, Ruth and Orpah are in a place where they could realistically remarry, they could have children, they could still have a really normal life. Naomi was not in that situation. Naomi was in a place where it was kind of unrealistic for her to remarry, especially in Moab. She had heard that the famine was over, she could go back to Judah and be with her family, and that's where she could be safe. Now, they've created this family unit. So the three of them set out together to go back to Judah, and that's where Naomi kind of realizes, maybe this is not a good idea for you two. Stay here. Stay in Moab. Go back to your people. Remarry. Have a life. And I love that they say they wept aloud. This was not an easy choice. But Orpah said, you know what? You're right. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to my people. I'm going to try to remarry. But Ruth clung to her. Ruth said, absolutely not. I am going where you're going. Your God is my God. I am in it for the long haul. Ruth would have grown up with pagan gods. Ruth would have grown up with a very different culture than what Naomi knew and what they were going back to. 
That's how much Ruth loved Naomi. I'm going to give up everything that I know. I'm going to give up the land and the culture and the people and the gods that I've known my whole life and go back to your land with you because I love you so much. In Hebrew, and I'm not a Hebrew scholar, so don't judge my pronunciation, uh, but in Hebrew, the word that they use in this story for love is chesed. In English, we have no translation for this. This is where English kind of falls short because I love ice cream. I also love my parents, and I also love my dog. Those loves are very different, and I know that, but we use the same word for all of those things. Hebrew had a little more nuance, and they had different words for the different love that they were experiencing. So we can't really translate it to its fullest, but some of the the translations that I like the most are love and action or love and commitment. It's kind of this compound idea. It is love, but it's also an action. It is commitment. And that's the love that we're talking about in this story. Hesed is used 243 times in the Old Testament. It's a pretty common word. Most of the time, it's used to describe God's love, God's character, his love for us. But in this story, the Hesed is referring to the love between Ruth and Naomi. And I, when I was thinking about this love, if we're talking about God's love, if we're talking about the character of God, I think about Ephesians and the, the verse in chapter 3 where it's, can you even grasp how wide and how deep and how long is God's love? We can't even wrap our heads around it. It is beyond human knowledge. It is just massive. John Oswald also defines it as completely undeserved kindness and generosity, not just a feeling, but an action. And even though we can't fully wrap our heads around it, I think in a lot of ways we're living it. So as I reflected on this story, as I reflected on this love, especially in the context of Mother's Day, obviously I did think of my own mom, and my mom is here this morning, My mom is incredible. She's very kind and she's very generous and she is very much someone who embodies Hesed kind of love, but sorry, mom, today's not about you. See, my mom wasn't alone in raising me. There's a whole splattering of people who influenced my life, who got me here. And there's a lot of really powerful women who spoke into my life, who loved me in this way and who I got to love in this way. So I started thinking about some of them. And I want to share some stories, because that's how I learned. I learned through stories. The first person that came to my mind was Gretchen. Gretchen is a city councilwoman here in Meadville. Gretchen is the owner of Allegro Dance Arts. Gretchen is a force to be reckoned with. I met Gretchen in 1995 when I was four. I was a very shy kid. I struggled to get dropped off at Sunday school. I was the kid that cried at birthday parties. I just was a very shy and anxious kid. 
So one of the ways that my parents thought, oh, this will overcome her shyness, we'll put her in dance, put her on stage, and then she'll be fine. And it kind of worked. But Gretchen took me in. She didn't just teach dance. She created a safe space. I took dance lessons from her for 14 years. I'm just now getting to the place where I've been out of dance as long as I was in dance, so that's kind of a mental shift in my brain. But she was a big part of my life and continues to be a big part of my life. Gretchen greets me with a smile and a hug every time she sees me. Her love has always been expansive. Last summer, when she was running for city council, her and I had a conversation about the state of homelessness in our community. As a part of her platform for city council, she wanted to listen. She was coming into it as this place of, I am not the expert, but the community is, and I want to take that in. And there was a lot of conversation happening in city council about how do we address the housing needs that we have, keeping people accountable, creating better spaces. And I just wanted to voice some of my concerns. There's a lot of people that I love in this community that struggle to maintain housing. And I didn't want their voices to get swept under the rug. So Gretchen and I had this conversation. And just last week, uh, I was in uh, Cambridge Springs for work. A coworker and I had a break, so we thought uh, we'd go up to Edinburgh and get some breakfast at Flip because we were already almost up there, and breakfast up there is delicious. We walk into Flip, and Gretchen is there. And Gretchen greets me with a big smile and a big hug, and we're talking, and she says, I just want you to know that I still hear your words. That conversation we had was really important, and now that I'm on city council, I still want to respect that and honor that. I'm thinking of those that are hard to house. I'm thinking of how we make things equitable. And I don't think Gretchen knew it in that moment, but that was her showing me some really deep love, that she took my words so seriously that almost a year later, she's still quoting them back to me. She has been such a pivotal point in my life. I'm very, very thankful for her. The love that I have for her and the love she shares with me, I think, falls under chesed. I was also thinking of Kate. Kate was my boss uh, at my very first job after college. I was uh, 22. I did not really understand how the world worked. Uh, I had kind of these wide eyes about what I could accomplish and all the things that we could do, but I was also terrified to do them. And Kate led me in a way that no one else had led me before. She had some really hard conversations with me. She pushed me. We were doing uh, a cheesy team-building activity and we were looking at our Myers-Briggs scores with a chart of animals and what your Myers-Briggs said you were as an animal, and I was a kitten. And my team thought, oh, so funny, of course Sarah is a kitten. And it kind of became this inside joke between Kate and I of, yeah, you might be a kitten, but also you can be a lion sometimes. So I would just get random cards in the mail with lions on them and nothing else. She would send me encouragement. 
One story that stuck out in my head in particular was as I was leaving that job, I was going to move back home. There's a lot of mixed emotions. We were celebrating the things that I had accomplished, and we were celebrating the things that were going to happen by me moving closer to my family, but we were also mourning the end of this job. We were mourning that we weren't going to live in the same city anymore. She took me up to Red Lake, where we had spent a lot of time, and we stood on the beach, and we just sat together. And her words were, God's faithfulness is like the waves of this beach. You may not feel them all the time, but they will keep coming. And we sat together in that moment. Kate still checks in. Kate still encourages me. She's still someone that's a mentor in my life. And the love that we shared was Hesed. The last person I thought of, who also is here today, is my Aunt Dottie. She is my mom's older sister, and she has been like a second mom to me. She's always been there for me. She has loved me, and she has been one of my biggest cheerleaders. What I can think of most recently is during the pandemic, uh, well, at the beginning of the pandemic, I bought a house, so I'm now a homeowner. During the pandemic, I thought, why not do some home projects? Isn't this what being a homeowner is all about? I may have bit off more than I could chew, and I decided to just gut my kitchen. That, that was, I wish someone would have sat down and said, Sarah, that is not for you. But here we are. When it came time to do the plumbing under the sink, everyone was busy. Anyone that could have helped me couldn't help me in that moment. And in my impatientness, I said, you know what? There's got to be a YouTube video. I can just learn to do it myself. I could not do it myself. But I called my Aunt Dottie, not in a good place. She came to my house. She drove me back and forth from Home Depot trying to find the right parts, and she just sat with me. And the words that stick with me so clearly, Sarah, I don't know how to do this, but I can sit with you while we figure it out. That is acid to me. I don't know how to take your pain away, or I don't know how to fix it, but I can sit with you while we figure it out. We have so many people in our lives that might be our moms and our grandmas, but they might be other people that I think we can share this love with. I am standing here a product of my community. There are a lot of people that have loved me in this way and that I've gotten to love in this way. And why I'm so beyond thankful that I have the parents that I have and the grandparents that I have, it is a lot bigger than them. And I think Ruth and Naomi really illustrate this well. There was a mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship. They were from different cultures. They were family by marriage, but really Ruth didn't owe Naomi anything. But they illustrate what chesed love is. And the beautiful thing is that's a reflection of God's love for us. So even though this love is huge, 
and we can't always comprehend it. We have illustrations of it every day in our lives. The people that love us well, the people that we get to love, people like Gretchen and Kate and my Aunt Audie. I know God's love because of their love. So I pray today that you can reflect on some of the relationships in your life that have shown you hesed. That you have time to think about the people that have brought you here, the community that raised you. The ways you've experienced this hesed kind of love. Amen.